You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 154, and today we're talking about the power of stories over your future. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schirm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Schirm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. I'm so excited you're back. Joining me on the Summer Mindset Series, kind of breaking down anxiety, but really just how our mind works and how we can use our mind to see greater change, not only in just health, but in life in general. I'm so pumped you're here because there are so many good shows coming up, and I just hope that you've enjoyed the past few shows that we've had here, including Monday Motivation, which is new, and it's the podcast where I'm dedicated to giving you a little encouragement on your Monday morning to help give you courage to go out and change your life one little step at a time, because that's really what it's all about. Just the slow, small, steady change that you can make over time that continues to snowball into bigger and bigger things. It really is the only way. So I hope you're loving Monday Motivation, taking that action and putting it to work, not to mention make sure you grab that download over on my website at simperitswellness.com. It's the mindset guide called The Joy Experiment. And inside that guide, you're gonna find all the information you need to start channeling your mind into a better direction. And from this mindset shift, my hope is that you'll see action to back it up. That health won't just be something you do, but it'll be who you're becoming. It'll, It'll just be a part of you. And that you can use that health for something so much more. So make sure you head on over to the show notes at simbirdswellness.com backslash 154 or just my website in general. You're going to find that guide there. Download it, print it off, and start working through it. Today, we're actually talking about a subject that's inside of there, and it's all about the stories we create in our mind. Now, I know stories just seem like more thoughts, right? Like how could they be having an impact? And is this real? kind of like the placebo effect. I think the placebo effect is just thought to be this one thing out there that we know is there, but we're not quite sure how it works. When truthfully, science actually does know how it works. Researchers don't love it, but yet at the same time, the placebo effect is the most powerful form of healing that we have today. It's more powerful than any medication on the market, and that is a placebo effect. It's so fascinating. Maybe I should just do a show on the placebo effect in general. But it really goes back to this idea of our mind and how we channel our mind or the direction in which our thoughts go can really determine the physiological effect on our body, on every single cell inside our body. So today, we're talking about the value of stories and how we can write better stories and what that changes in our life. Last week on the show, before Monday Motivation, we dove into how to create a better view of wellness And this is just another layer to that of another like in-depth look at here's one really powerful way to start changing our life and our view of health so that we can live more in health. So we're going to get started right away. But like always, don't forget to go to the show notes to get more information, download that guide and all the other information that you need from this show at simperitswellness.com backslash 154. Also, if you sign up for the guide, you're gonna be automatically placed on my email list, which is pretty awesome because I share more about my journey and I just find it as a great way to connect, reaching out to you and asking you questions and that we can just go back and forth to be a people 
on a mission to live in health and to spread this to other people. So speaking of spreading this, if you are loving Subbirds Radio, would you take a minute to rate and review the show? You can do that over at iTunes, or you can go to simpertswellness.com backslash review, leave a rating and review. And maybe even more powerful than that is just you sharing this podcast with other people you think would be encouraged and uplifted by it. That is my hope. Just share it with your friends and family. Take a screenshot, put it on social media. Make sure you take me so I can share them as well. But now let's get back to today's podcast on how the story affects our brain and ultimately our destination or our destiny or whatever you want to call it, right? You see, our brain is really, really fascinating and very complex. But some people would call stories this hidden mechanism that creates unhappiness, difficulty changing habits, relationship problems, frustration, anger, and disappointment. Or on the flip side, the opposite of all that is just based in the stories that we tell ourselves. Now, the thing about stories is that we tell ourselves stories all day long, all day, every day. We tell our stories about what is happening in our lives. What about other people's lives? What we tell ourselves about ourselves, what we tell others about ourselves. So we're constantly creating stories all day, every day about the world that we live in and who we are as a people. And we call them stories because while there is truth to them, it's not always founded in solid truth. Like, There are parts of every story that we tell ourselves or that we've heard that are maybe makeshift versions of reality. And that's the power of the brain and why it's so important to be aware of your stories. Now, if you've been following along on Sephora's radio for a while, then you know we have different parts of our mind. We have like the conscious mind, which is our active reality mind. Like it's founded in reality, right? It's what we see. It's where we live. um, It's what we do. Then we have our subconscious and our unconscious mind. And these are the, the parts of our mind that are the story drivers. They're the ones who are creating a perception of our reality. They're the ones who are telling your brain different things to do. And it's where our thoughts are processed. And it's where we're going back to past experiences and stored things. Some people say it's like a filing cabinet. And when you enter your unconscious mind, you like pull out the drawer of the filing cabinet and your mind can go back to past experiences and pull them out. Now, all of that is great. However, We only live in our conscious, active mind a small percentage of the time. Most of our life is actually founded in the subconscious mind and unconscious mind. About 80% of our daily activity is there. And while that's fascinating, it also shows the power of how these stories that we've created in our mind, whether truthful or untruthful, are really driving our daily action. Right, 80% of our life happens from stories that we tell ourselves, and that's why they're so powerful. Now, we're going to break down why stories are so powerful in the mind, but before we go there, we have to understand one big concept about our mind, and it's in your guide, and it's the idea that our mind likes to close loops. Now, before we get there, I do want to make it clear that stories are absolutely necessary for the mind. It's it's a necessary human process. There's not one person on the face of the world who doesn't create stories in their mind. And again, we're just calling them stories because while they're factual, they're not fully factual, right? A lot of times they're just partially true, maybe not all the way true. And some stories are completely 100% true. But as you know, if you're in a situation with someone, you know, like if there's two people side by side and they witness the exact same event, both people will most likely have differences to their story. Like there is never 
two of the same stories out there because it's how we perceive details and how we're picking up on different information and, and just our perception based on past events that's creating this new story. So we have to know while it's human and necessary, it isn't fully truthful just based on the idea that none of us are processing information in the same way. But again, it goes to show how much power stories have. Stories ultimately shape who you are and what you will become. And that's the big point for today is that stories shape who you are and what you will become. You really are what you think you are. And that is founded in truth based on this idea that our mind and these stories are actually creating and driving the action that we take in any given day. And we're going to break that down so you know all of that and you understand why it's so important to rewrite the lies of those bad stories that you're telling yourself. So if you tell yourself stories like, I can't ever do that, or I'm not good enough for that, or she didn't call me back, so surely she doesn't like me, right? Like we complete stories, we end loops, meaning matters to us. And so when we create these, we we make preconceived notions about ourselves, and therefore that drives your action. If you say you can't do something, more than likely you'll never be able to do it because you've already made up your mind that you can't. Now, I used to hate when my mom used to tell me that all the time. Well, if you say you can't, you won't. And I used to hate it just simply because most of the time I didn't want to do it. I mean, I did, but I wanted it to be easy. And that's the difference with these stories is that while we need to change them, it's not necessarily an easy process because we're creatures of habit. Change in itself is hard for anyone. Some might take change a little easier than others. I have a hard time learning to get more accustomed to this, but I tend to be a homebody. Like I like my things the way that they are, but that's really how the human mind works as well. So we have these cycles, kind of what we talked about last week, these cycles that we get ourselves into that we just repeat the same patterns over and over and over again. And part of those cycles are just coming from the stories that we've told ourselves. So one great way to overcome the cycles that we live in and enter into something new and healthy, we have to overcome the idea of the stories we've told ourselves, or we have to change those stories. So let's get into this for a little bit. Before we understand the brain chemistry of stories, I first want to talk about one phenomenon that happens in our brain, and that's the idea of closing loops. What that means is, is that when you have the start of a story without the ending of the story, most often what's going to happen is your brain is going to finish that story before it actually ends itself. You're going to come up with ideas or endings to the story because, again, your brain likes to fully close loops. So if you have an active open story that's not complete, then your mind is going to make up an ending for it. That's why our mind is driven off of truth, but at the same time, there's a lot of inaccuracy. Like we don't need to be accurate, we just need to be certain. And that's the difference in our mind. Brené Brown was one of the founders of this, and she states, it's how we are wired. In fact, the need to make up a story, especially when we are hurt, is a part of our most primitive survival wiring, meaning making is in our biology, and our default is often to come up with a story that makes sense feels familiar, and offers us insight into how to best self-protect. So this closing these loops are actually a survival mechanism of our story. So what happens is, again, that we can write a story for ourselves. 
but we're always going to end it. So even if our story hasn't ended, right? Like we're all here on this earth, even if we haven't gotten to where we wanna go, we are writing the ending of that story before it's actually happened. Again, it doesn't have to be accurate. We just have to be certain about it. So what that means is, is that while it's not truthful, we make these stories to be certain in our lives. Like we're certain this is going to happen. We're certain we couldn't ever do that. Or we're certain they definitely don't like us because they didn't call us back. Or we're certain we're destined to be overweight. So we've created these endings to these stories using different word techniques, different imagery in our mind, and that is fully closing loops. The problem with this is that when we close a loop in a negative format, it will turn out to be negative in general. I mean, of course, we can't determine what other people are doing or the environmental factor, but how our mind perceives things will often turn out negative if we end the story in a negative way. Now, I know a lot of people aren't even aware of the stories that told themselves and the endings that they've created. But in science, we do this all the time. Every single day, we're constantly closing loops and making assumptions based on the history of how our mind functions. And that's really critical because if we live or if we have a negative, anxious mind, oftentimes our stories are going to end in a negative, anxious way. So we really have to transfix our our focus from this negativity into a positivity. And that means we have to rewrite the story. But before we can get into how do we rewrite the story, I think it's important to understand the science and the chemistry that's happening inside your brain. So stories, what we know about stories is they excite a whole host of different parts of your brain area. I mean, you can go from the sensory, from the visual cortex to the olfactory cortex to the auditory cortex, so all of our sensory cortex, but it also excites other parts of our brain. And through this excited state of our brain, we start releasing chemicals. In fact, some scientists believe there is over 30 plus neurotransmitters, hormones, and other neurochemicals that are released by stories. So every time we tell ourselves a story or we hear a story or read a story, basically every time we start to perceive life, we're releasing neurochemicals and neurotransmitters based on that story. And there's three big players that I think are important to know. One is cortisol, which we know cortisol is the stress hormone. And that's why our thoughts matter to our biology, right? It's a survival mechanism. So cortisol, cortisol in a story, it's going to grab our attention. The cortisol would be at the top of the funnel. And if you have that handout that I made for you, you can see it at the very top. So cortisol is our awareness. It gets produced when something warrants our attention like distress, and it keeps us attentive to the story. Then after cortisol is released and the story continues, we start releasing dopamine. And dopamine is the drive for our pleasure or reward center. This is what drives us to close loops or finish stories. Dopamine gets produced to aid in this elaborate learning system that rewards us with pleasure when we follow a story. So like think about watching a good movie when it like really hooks you and grabs your attention. That is dopamine being released. You're getting a hit off of following along in the story. Not to mention that dopamine hit fully gets satisfied when the story comes to a completion, when it ends. And that's why our minds are so focused on closing loops. There's a reward system there. And then the last part of the funnel that really brings it down is oxytocin. 
This is what con- some consider the wonder drug of storytelling. It's the chemical that promotes pro-social empathetic behavior. Basically, once oxytocin comes into the picture, based on the story, you are going to create an action from that. So basically what's happening is cortisol is going to grab your attention and make you aware of the characters in the story. Dopamine is going to make you understand them and want to follow them. And oxytocin is going to make you want to take action based on the story. So some believe or some question, can we change our behavior simply by changing our brain chemistry? Meaning if we change the stories we tell ourselves, which changes the brain chemistry, then will that equate to a positive behavior change? Like can stories change the outlook of our life completely? There's a quote by Robert Burton and it was from Science Magazine and it says, We can get our dopamine reward and walk away with a story in hand before science has finished testing it. This problem is exacerbated by the fact that the brain, hungry for its pattern matching dopamine reward, overlooks contradictory or conflicting information whenever possible. Basically, it's questioning, are we biologically susceptible to telling stories and hearing stories that blind us to truth? So the bottom line is, In all of this, we know we are captivated by stories, whether good or bad. And unfortunately, many of the stories that we tell ourselves are for the bad, that it's not grounded in truth and it's coming from lies. So we have to be aware of our stories. We have to start noticing what you're telling yourself about everything. And it's important to be aware of these stories and how they are affecting our happiness. If a story is making you happy, and you're aware of that, then great, you're releasing a different neurochemical response in the brain, which is leading to actions of happiness that stimulate a nourishing response in the body. But if the story makes you unhappy with life, or it's a constant stress in your life, then it's creating this neurochemical release in the brain that's leading to negative behavior. So your stories equate to behavior because of the chemicals released, specifically oxytocin. So we just have to be aware of our stories, good and bad, notice them all throughout the day. And when we specifically look at anxiety, for most of us, anxiety is derived when our imagination gets the best of us and uncertainly forcibly grabs the steering wheel in our minds. Honestly, most anxiety probably stems from self-fabricated stories based on the speculation and assumption of things. Both things we know are a really dangerous mindset to have. So the question becomes, can we free ourselves of anxiety? Can we change the entire outcome of our life by changing the stories? So take, for instance, these questions. One, have you jumped to conclusions without having all of the information? I mean, I think we all have at some point, right? Whether it's daily or not. Have you searched for an answer only to find yourself feeling even more anxious in the end? Have any of your relationships ever suffered from false assumptions and unnecessary guessing game? I mean, don't we all do this to some extent on any given day? We create stories. We self-fabricate these stories in our mind, and that's having an effect on our outcome. Because remember, we are acting out of our subconscious 80% of the time. And our subconscious is where these stories are fabricated. It doesn't mean it's truthful. It means it's what we've perceived to be truthful. It's what we are certain of, not necessarily accurate in. And that's where we get into this scary game. So again, every day we're making up our own stories. So the question becomes, what story are you telling yourself? Now, okay, for instance, 
I have a hard time with scary movies. <laughs> this is just a story of my own. I've always hated them. I don't love them. I They terrify me. I will not sleep. Even if they're like minorly scary, I do not like them. And I've learned this over the years. And one of the things that I've noticed about myself in reading books and watching TV shows and why I can binge Netflix really easily is because I am so captivated by a story that I almost make myself to be one of them. Like my neurotransmitters that are released in a response to a story are so strong that I start getting so empathetic with the characters that I feel like I'm living in the story. It's a super unhealthy place for me to be because that affects my reactions to real life. It affects my relationships and real life. It affects my response to the world and real life. So while I have all of these fictional stories that I'm captivated by, I make them my reality simply by being so engrossed in them. Like I have a really hard time separating myself from fiction and truth. And I know this about myself and I know I'm not alone. Why I don't like scary stories or scary movies is simply because I can't separate that from my reality. Like I have a really hard time, especially when I'm tired and especially when I'm stressed, separating that fiction from my truth. And so I make it all one. Like I get lost in it. Like I live in this dreamer world. And I know it sounds crazy, but I know this about myself. And so I know I have to be really careful with what stories I'm telling myself and what stories I'm allowing to enter into my life. Because what that also means is I'm so sensitive to the stories other people tell me about me. And so I'm very influenced by other people. And so if someone has an idea of how I should live my life, I greatly consider that and maybe take it as a part of my own story. So for instance, if someone gives me criticism, I used to take this in a very negative way and align it with the story that I was already struggling with of, man, I'm a terrible writer. I I speak too fast in this podcast. No one's going to want to listen. Everyone hates me. Why am I even doing this? So I go down this rabbit hole. When someone is just trying to give me constructive criticism, I take it as a shot against my character and my lack of ability to actually do a good job, to serve well. And so as I'm learning this about myself and this understanding of stories, I started to question, who do I believe I am? And how has that been fabricated from my environment and what other people are telling me and my past experiences? And what I learned was I had created a very negative view of who I was as a human and what I was capable of. And therefore it fed into all the lies and it brought about a lot of health problems. Like our mind in these stories are not just impacted on our relationships and our productivity throughout the day, but our body is greatly affected. Before our relationships are even affected, our body is having an impact. Why? Because when your body starts releasing chemicals in response to a story you're either telling yourself or hearing, that is having a biological impact instantly. Like the cells in the body are responding either in a nourishing, healthy way or an unnourishing, negative way. And if we get too much stress going, If we stop believing in ourselves, literally, we will start shutting down. One of the reasons why stress often makes people tired and fatigued is simply because they're taking energy. They're giving their power away outside of them and these negative stories that they're telling themselves. And I'm no culprit to it. Anyways, so all that being said is our stories matter. And what I was finding is that the stories I had created is creating this negative view of myself 
holding on to things I didn't need to hold on to were literally suffocating my body. It was just making it so stagnant that I could not get well. And so as I've learned to work on this, as I've gone through counseling and therapy and talked to different people, as I've dug into scripture and prayed more and really tried to get an understanding of who I am and whose I am and that purpose, things have changed. And I don't want to say it's just my mindset shift that made me healthy again, but I'm going to say there was a huge, huge part of it. Because what I was finding was while I was going through a ton of treatment that was working, it seemed like I could never get myself out of that treatment. Like I had become dependent upon the treatment that I needed to get energy. Again, I had created this other story, fabricated this story that I was never going to get well and that I'm a dependent human being that needs something from someone else in order to build myself up. I know that's deep and that's a lot. And you're like, oh, that might be silly, but it's true. Like I had fabricated this story that I was never going to get well, that I was always going to be dependent upon outside treatment sources. And I was always going to spend a ton of money on my health, taking away from my family. This is a story I've made up in my mind. And as I started digging into this and healing through this and bringing up those stories that I had created and changing the stories, miraculously, I started to heal. Again, the placebo effect of the mind of telling myself, I am capable of healing. My body is able to heal. I can get strong again. I can feel well. I can be happy. I can be strong. I'm going to do great things. I'm great at serving other people. Like starting to transition the stories into something positive. Literally, I felt so much better. And other people started to notice. Like there was this freedom that I could take a deeper breath and I could live in a new way. So what we tell ourselves really does matter. In this process, I have in that guide, which you need to go download, I have two pages. One page is for your victim self. And if you don't have a means to go and print this off, then take note of this and work on this after the podcast. One is your victim self. It says, knowing we are designed to close loops, take an honest look at the story you tell yourself about your every day. As they say, we speak more to ourselves than anything or anyone else. What you tell yourself matters. Remember, we are only feel as well as we think. So take some time to scrutinize the story you've written for yourself from your past, present, and future. Then identify if it's true. So step one is to write down what is the story you've been telling yourself. Every detail, even if it's hard to put down on paper, write it out. Write everything you believe about yourself, everything that's happened to you, that's defined you, and who you would sum yourself up to be and where you think you can go. And then I want you to hold this up. Is this true? Like, hold it up to truth. Is this what Christ says I am? Is this is this what I really believe about myself? Is this what other people say I am? Hold it up to truth. And then I want you to describe that victim self. Like, who is that victim self? My victim self is that I'm scared. I'm not worthy of being noticed. I have nothing to offer. I'm a follower. That's my victim self. On the other page, then, I want you to write your power self. Like, based in truth, it's time to rewrite your old story into something new. There is power in what you speak and believe about yourself. Stake it in truth, not in a feeling. It's time to rewrite your story. So again, stake it in truth, not just a feeling, because how we feel is hard to get out of until we rewrite our story. 
So change your story by writing what is true. So here's the page where I want you to rewrite the story that you've made for yourself. I am statements. I am capable. I am lovable. I am enough. I am smart. I am kind. I am strong. All the things that you want to do. Maybe it's I am a runner. I am fit. I am healthy. Rewrite your story and describe your power self. Who are you? And there's power in imagery, and you can do this step, but we're going to talk about this later on. But add an icon to that, like add an icon that you can visually see that reminds you of your power self. Because what we know about our mind is we're prone to go back to our old ways. We're prone to go back to what was ingrained in us because our body and our minds are stubborn. They don't like change, even if it's the right change, until we get our mind and body wrapped around that and we're starting to be consistent with it. So in order to overcome our negative mind, sometimes we need to have that imagery that reminds us of who we are, not what we used to be or not what we thought we were, but who we actually are. So that image to found it in truth. So that's what I want you to do is to start working on your new story, to notice how you feel when you tell yourself bad things or when you're falling back into your negative story. Oftentimes, there's an anxiety rush that comes with it. Like we start believing the lies that we used to believe. We start getting worried that we don't have a future or worried that we're going to suffer or worried that we're going to have pain or worried about all these things. Like we have an anxiety about that. So notice that and notice when those triggers hit so that you can fight them. And like anything, this is a daily battle. This is not just something that No one has to struggle with anymore. I think on some level, every person has to choose, which is the choice, to overcome this. And you will get better about it and it'll get easier as it comes, but it takes noticing and being aware. Also, another step when you're in this mode of negative stories is to try and connect with the environment, to try to pull yourself out of this kind of dream-like state you've put yourself into. Anxiety is almost a false view of reality. So trying to step outside of that like you would outside of a dream. I don't know if you've ever woken up from a dream and you can't decide what's real and what's not real. Um, Maybe it's just my mind and my crazy imagination. But trying to step outside of that and step back into reality of really looking around like in the present and noticing what you feel, what is around you, trying to be reminded of, okay, that's a story that's been fabricated, but here is truth. Another thing you can do is to Stop controlling what you can't. Um, A lot of times the anxiety and these false stories are a way to try and control your life. We can't control anything but what we think. And so trying to let go of some of that and understand that that is just part of life, that everything is somewhat outside of our control. The only thing that we can control is what we think. Let go of control of what you can't and control what you can. Talk to yourself in a positive manner. Do those positive affirmations. Rewrite that story. And do something that's life-giving in the moment. So if you're struggling with this and you're struggling with negativity, what are some things that can pull you out of that, that can remind you of your story? For me, it's listening to some music, reading a good book, taking some space, going out for a walk, getting into nature, talking with a friend. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of our reality, to step outside again of the dream and this imaginary being or life that we've created and step back into reality. Sometimes you just got to keep repeating those steps until you can pull yourself out of that cycle and get back into the true story. But those are some steps that you can do. And that's what my encouragement for you is today is to know stories are determining your future and we can't feel well until we think well. So 
One way to start thinking well is to change that story, to make it in truth, to be aware of the loops that you're trying to close, and maybe make the glass half full. I mean, have you ever met those people who like perceive life as always well? (laughs) I'm not saying we have to go to that extreme. I'm definitely not that person. My husband is that person. I always say like, you don't just have the glass half full. Your glass is overflowing. And it's just that constant positive mindset. And I think that we can all get there if we train our minds to go there long enough. I think some of us are more predisposed to the glass half empty mindset. And that has been learned. Again, maybe it's something that your parents did. It's something that was part of your childhood, maybe from past experiences or stories that you've created about yourself. But that has been your constant. It doesn't mean it's your normal. And just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. So Be aware of that and recreate your new story. So that's your homework today is to write down, download the guide, supportswellness.com backslash 154 called the joy experiment and create your power self to be aware of your victim self, to know it, not just to throw it away because you're really never going to get rid of this person or the side of you, but we can disempower that by powering up your power self. And that's what we want to do. So that's your homework today. I hope that this was encouraging. I hope it brought to light some of the things that we all struggle with and the power of the mind, overcoming our mind and really stepping outside of that and living grounded in truth. So that's my help for you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Remember, come back on Monday for another episode of Monday Motivation, which is 10 minutes or less, where I give you encouragement, to give you courage to continue on in this journey. And then next week, you're going to want to stay tuned. This is the podcast that so many people have been waiting for, and it's the mindset diet, the actual physical diet that you've been dying for. I'm laying it out in a system that's so easy to follow. You'll have another free guide that you can download and use to help you on this journey, but we're going to dig into how our diet and our lifestyle choices affect our mind and therefore everything else we do. Because it's like one of those things. Is it the chicken or the egg? Like which came first? Is it healing the mind or eating well so that you have the energy to heal the mind? So we're going to talk more about that and what that looks like and some practical, simple steps, little small things. And I put them in order of where you should start and how you should work yourself up like the snowball effect next week. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, don't forget to share this episode of Simple Rest Radio with your friends and family. Take a screenshot, post it on social media. Let me know. Connect with me. Let me know what you're thinking if you have more questions. And also, don't forget to go over to simplerswellness.com, grab the guide, sign up for the email list where we can connect more. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so encouraged by you. Remember, you're not alone. And how you think is how you feel. And changing your story will change the outcome of your life. So work on that and I will see you back here on Monday.